The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Jesus said to his disciples, Do not be afraid any longer, little flock, for your father is pleased to give you the kingdom. Sell your belongings and give alms. Provide money bags for yourself that do not wear out. An inexhaustible treasure in heaven that no thief can reach nor destroy. For where you put your treasure is, there also your heart will be. Gird your loins and light your lamps and be like servants who await their master's return from a wedding, ready to open immediately when he comes and knocks. Blessed are those servants whom the master finds vigilant on his arrival. Amen, I say to you, he will gird himself and have them recline a table and proceed to wait on them. And should he come in in the second or the third watch and find them prepared in this way, blessed are those servants. Be sure of this. If the master of the house had known the hour when the thief was coming, he would not have let his house be broken into. You also must be prepared for an hour you do not expect. The Son of Man will come. And then Peter said, Lord, is this parable meant for everyone? And the Lord replied, Who then is the faithful and the prudent steward, whom the master will put in charge of his servants to distribute the food allowance at the proper time? Blessed is that servant whom the master on arrival finds doing so. Truly, I say to you, the master will put the servant in charge of all his property. But if that servant says to himself, my master is delayed in coming, he begins to beat the servants and the maidservants to eat and drink and get drunk, then that servant's master will come on an unexpected day at an unknown hour and will punish the servant severely and assign him to a place with the unfaithful. That servant who knew his master's will but did not make preparations nor act in accord with his will shall be beaten severely. And the servant who was ignorant of his master's will but acted in a way deserving of a severe beating shall be beaten only lightly. 
Much will be required of the persons entrusted with much, and still more will be demanded of the person entrusted with more. The Gospel of the Lord. On a wall in one of the classrooms of St. Thomas More Academy, here in Raleigh, there is a quote from G.K. Chesterton, pardon me, C.S. Lewis, that I've always liked. And he said, if I find in my life some desire which no experience in this world can satisfy, it is probable that I was made for another world. Today we're not the 19th Sunday in Ordinary Time. It would be the Feast of St. Clair of Assisi, the first spiritual daughter of St. Francis. She led a life of incredible asceticism. She was always trying to deny herself something more, and she found greater joy every time she did. Even in her diet, at one point St. Francis had to go to her and command her to eat more a rare thing in any culture. I think I mentioned once before, too, a a pictorial biography of St. Therese of Lisieux that I once saw. And in it, there was a picture of a crucifix. And the caption said, this is one of the crucifixes which St. Therese used during her time in Carmel. The nuns were never allowed to keep one crucifix for very long for fear that they might become attached to it. Imagine that sort of detachment. You can't even have your own crucifix. And yet, there is a great joy in that, too. A great joy in the less you have, the happier you become. And yet, it doesn't matter, really. One can have great wealth and use it in a great way and not be attached to it. One can have very little at the same time. You might find a little child who won't give up one of five pennies they possess. But we are called to that sort of detachment. I mentioned three weeks, four weeks ago, we had Gospels about prayer. Last week, we had a Gospel about uh, greed and covetousness, as we do this weekend. It's interesting, you know, if we are people of prayer, everything else in life is in balance, whether we have great wealth or little. If we are focusing on what we possess, prayer becomes impossible because God really cannot play a role in my life since I'm too busy arranging it myself. Abraham was mentioned in the second reading. Uh, You know, Abraham is one of the greatest figures in the book of Genesis. But Abraham wasn't always the perfect example of obedience. To begin with, he went into Egypt when he wasn't, when he was to, wasn't told to. He was told to go to, to take the, into Canaan, but he took Lot with him. He wasn't told to take Lot, and they quarreled. Then when he they didn't have a child the Lord had promised him, uh, Sarah gave him her maid, Hagar, and she bore him a child, Ishmael, whom the scriptures call 
a wild ass of a man. And yet, he is praised 11 times in the letter to the Hebrews for his faith. Quite amazing. Our Lord, though, speaks of this in today's gospel. He says, Sell your belongings and give alms. Provide money bags for yourselves that do not wear out, and an exhaustible treasure in heaven that no thief can reach nor moth destroy. For where your treasure is, there also will your heart be. Where your treasure is, that's something worth some meditation and some uh, consolation, I think, some contemplation. Where is our treasure? What is it? We all have one. Sadly, we may have more than one. But everything depends upon that. Where is it? We are meant to have one, and that treasure is meant, of course, to be the kingdom of God, to be God himself. God is meant to be our treasure. That's what we see in the lives of the saints. They had one goal and one goal only, and everything else led to that. It's interesting. C.S. Lewis also said, um, aim at heaven and you will get earth thrown in. Aim at earth, and you get neither. If heaven is our goal, everything else follows. Everything else has value. So our treasure is somewhere else. Our treasure, of course, is something that is not distant to us. It's very present to us, as always. The Lord comes to us as our treasure. There's a great hymn, uh, Jesus, my treasure. And so he comes to us that way, and that is where our mind should be. That's where everything should lend lead us. If that's true, whatever we have will have value and we'll have great joy in our, in our lives because everything will be balanced. Without that, we begin to become less than human. Our Lord then gives us a number of examples of this, of parables, of being vigilant. Because the reason they were doing this was not just to, to, to empty themselves, but they were being vigilant. They were watching for the coming of the Lord. If we are covered with many things, we can't do that. We're too concerned about them. We aren't watching for the Lord and his coming into our lives at any given moment. Uh, So, as I said, we have our treasure here. And his second parable is about the master who is delayed in coming and begins to beat the maidservants, the manservants, maidservants, to eat, drink, and get drunk. And then the master returns. Well, the Lord will come into our lives one way or another, whether we like it or not, whether we believe it or not, he will come. And we then have to have that ascetic principle that is the gospel. So I would suggest that to us as a great reflection. Um, Where is my treasure? What is it? For what do I really live? Not just this moment. At this moment, we may have an anxiety over one thing or another. But our primary goal, for what do I live? Where am I going? Imitation of Christ says, keep death in mind and you will never sin. But again, our minds wander away too often. And uh, in spite of the warnings in the gospel, we begin to be concerned about other things. Now, of course, on a day-to-day level, we have to be concerned about other things, but they aren't our treasure. Everything we think is eventually will leave us. We will be left alone face-to-face with God one way or the other. As I said, if we are people of real prayer, we know where our treasure is and everything else is in balance. If our eyes are fixed on this world, prayer is impossible and a real relationship with God is too. Leave me 
O love, which reachest but to dust. And thou, my soul, aspire to higher things. Get rich on that that never taketh rust, whatever fades but faded pleasure brings. So farewell, world, by uttermost I see. Eternal love maintain thy life in me. Much will be required of the person entrusted with much, and still more will be demanded of the person entrusted with more. We've been given a great deal. Let us pray. Almighty Father, we come before you as the people redeemed by the blood of your Son, and trusting in your love and mercy. For the Church throughout the world, that her members will always realize their one treasure in life, the treasure of God. They may always strive for that one end. We pray to the Lord. Lord, For all nations of the world, especially our own, for our politicians, they may realize, too, the reality of God in their work, and they may aspire for true justice and peace that comes only from God. We pray to the Lord. Lord, For those who are sick and suffering and dying, that in their suffering they may know they are called to a special friendship with God. For those who are greatly tempted, for those who have rejected faith, we pray to the Lord. Lord, For a greater respect for human life, especially life in the womb, we pray to the Lord. For an increase in vocations to priesthood and the consecrated life, those young men and women who will give up all things for the sake of the kingdom of heaven, for a greater reverence for the heroic sacrifices in marriage and the single life, we pray to the Lord. For our bishop, priests, deacons, and seminarians, and for the American hierarchy, that having spent time in the presence of the Lord as their greatest treasure, they may then proclaim him to others, we pray to the Lord. Lord For the souls of all the faithful departed, especially our relatives, friends, and benefactors, who all have died in the battlefield, all victims of violence, terrorism, and natural disaster, eternal rest grant unto them, O Lord. (laughs) May they rest in peace. May their souls and the souls of all the faithful departed. For all those working on our building project, that they will remain safe, we pray to the Lord. For all of our students who are returning to school or going off for the first time, we pray to the Lord. For all of us here for whom this Mass is being offered, that our lives will reflect, reflect the treasure that we have been given. We may always move towards that treasure. We pray to the Lord. Lord we now join our prayers to those of the Mother of the Lord as we sing.
And one final thought. Uh, Whatever it means most to us in this world, God will take from us. But God cannot take anything that doesn't belong to him.